0: Hey everyone, welcome to episode 17 of In Bed with Shauna. In this episode, we're going to be talking about orgasms. I'm going to be doing a commentary on a clip from the podcast Sex with Emily and giving some of my insight on orgasms for women. Thank you so much for listening. If you're related to me or you know me personally and we do not already talk about my sex life, please leave. This is not the space for you. All right, let's get into it. I'm currently editing this episode and i just wanted to pop in here and let you guys know that the darkness has returned he followed me on twitter so i think that was the last social media place where he hadn't tried to follow me so i blocked him again and if you remember he told my husband that he hadn't done all that he didn't try to follow me everywhere Or email me that his accounts got hacked. All of his accounts got hacked. And they all hunted me down and said things to me that only he would know to say. So, yeah. Apparently somebody hacked his Twitter now. So, yeah. I blocked him. Uh, Like, why do you not get the clue? Do you not get the hint that I keep blocking you for a reason? I don't want you in my life. Like, if he wanted to say something to me, if he actually had something of value to say to me, uh, because we are family, I mean, we are related, he could get that through his sister, he could tell her to tell me something like that. So, obviously, he's up to no good, and he needs to understand that, um, he's been replaced by he who we don't speak of, so I don't want to have anything to do with him it's not going to happen if you're listening to this because obviously i can't block him from listening to my podcast so if you are listening to this and you really want to stalk me that bad then you need to go make fake accounts and follow me with a fake name so that i don't know it's you just saying like if you want to go through that much trouble then be my guest but i'm not going to knowingly allow you to creep on me okay thanks Because this episode is going to be orgasm-based, I thought I'd start off by reading you a few statistics on orgasms. So first we have, 43% of women are more likely to orgasm if they are on top during sex. 72% of women have experienced a time when their partner had an orgasm but made no attempt to help them finish. 72%. Hello. It takes the average woman 10 to 20 minutes to reach orgasm. So if you're worried about not lasting long enough, there you go. You need to last 10 to 20 minutes. But not technically because like we'll get into penetration isn't the whole shebang. So 15% of women experience multiple orgasms. 75% of lesbian women orgasm during sex with a consistent partner. a woman's threshold of pain increases by 107% during an orgasm. That's crazy. 57% of women orgasm most times or every time they have sex with a partner. So that's 57% compared to, what was it, like 72% of lesbian women? 67% of women have faked an orgasm. Damn, that's a lot. Don't do that. 10% of women have never had an orgasm. 10%. Wow. 70% of women need clitoral stimulation to orgasm. 70% need this. There, now you're educated on orgasms. So basically what you learn from those statistics is that women who are with men are not orgasming enough. And it's not men's fault. They're just not educated right. They just... We need to make... They need to just start making porn more realistic so that men kind of get a clue of what's happening. And then women don't feel like they have to hold up to these expectations of putting on a show that isn't even feeling good to them. It's such a waste of time. Okay, so I just got out of the shower and got dressed, got my coffee in my evil queen cup, and got all settled in to start recording. I have the house to myself and just getting all ready to go. And I pick up my phone and lo and behold, I have a message from he who we don't speak of. And I was going to just go ahead and start recording and open it with you. But when I went and checked my other notifications, I saw they just said, hey. And for right now, I'm just ignoring that. We're gonna pretend we didn't see that. Because as soon as I saw that, I just, I almost felt sick. See, unless wait, like, he doesn't get, or maybe he does get it. Maybe he doesn't care. I don't know. But that I don't not talk to him Because I don't like him or because I don't care for him very deeply. I don't talk to him because I do. And because, one, it's not going to go anywhere. I love my husband and I want to be with my husband. Two, even if it did go somewhere, like, where exactly is it going to go? He's in prison and a total crazy person, Love him so much, but he's a crazy person. So, and a player and just, ugh. my feelings for him are not good for me. So that's why I don't talk to him and I want to get all stupid feeling again. But yeah, just the sight of that made me just, uh no, 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 no. I'm not in the mind space to be handling that right now. So, yeah, we're going to pretend it never happened. We're just going to move along. He's probably talking to some other bitch right now because I didn't reply to him. Otherwise, he would have been blowing up my phone. All right. So before we get into this episode, I just wanted to uh, mention a couple things that happened that got on my nerves and I thought were a little interesting. I went to dinner with my kids and my mom for her birthday And we were all sitting around the table talking about I don't even know what. And somehow sex came up. I have no idea why. And my mom says, sex is private. People shouldn't talk about it. And I was like, wait, what? No, out of the mouth of my own mother. I just cannot believe the i'm I'm so lucky that I didn't listen to what she said because you know, growing up, I never thought that way. I've just always been very open in 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 that area. I just can't, and I've had so many talks with her, and I cannot believe that she would say that. It's her generation. Being such prudes, even though she was like part of the sexual revolution, right? Like why? I don't know. I feel like it's it's their prudishness that led to where we are now. like we don't even know about our own bodies. We don't know, at least women don't. I mean men are their bodies are pretty simple. But women's are pretty complicated, and they don't teach us anything about it in school. They teach us about our periods. Like, who cares? We can figure that shit out, you know? We're so much more complicated than our periods. Like, really? I just couldn't believe she said that. It horrified me. If I can't change my own mother's mind, what am I even doing? Well, at least I have my children. We talk about everything. Nothing is a taboo topic around this house. So, hopefully I could at least open the minds of future generations and not can perpetuate this insanity. Also the same day, my mom's talking to me and she says that my aunt, her sister called her up to wish her a happy birthday and was asking her about me and that she saw this in bed with Shauna and what's that all about? And yada, yada, yada. And That made me pissed because, first of all, I'm 40 years old. I'll do what I want. Second of all, I'm 40 years old and you're 60 years old. If you have a question about what I'm doing, you can ask me. Not run behind my back and go talk to my mommy. That's just... That's so dumb. So I blocked her off my Instagram. Like, I knew she was following me, and she wasn't really saying anything. She would like a couple posts here and there, so I figured it was whatever. But that was just childish. And I say most of the time when I remember, at the beginning of every episode, if you're related to me, to not listen. Because, let's be real, although I think it's great to talk about sex sometimes in a family setting it's awkward. Like, I talk to my kids about sex, but I'm not going to talk to them about my sex because that's weird. And we get creeped out about it, you know? So, I don't know. I just thought that that was, (laughs) I don't know. It was annoying. (laughs) So, yeah, harass got blocked. Anyways, all that stuff aside, I think that's all I just wanted to mention that's going on. Yeah. Okay. So, in this episode, I want to uh, do a little bit of a commentary on another podcast because, uh, first of all, I love the podcast Sex with Emily. She's a good balance, I think. There's a lot of sex podcasters out there that I listen to, and they all have their own kind of little twist on things. Um, You know, she is very balanced, I think. And I really look up to her. She's a little bit more on the romantic side than I am, but she's not crazy all political like Dan Savage is. So she's she's a good balance. And she gives some really good information for women and for men to learn about women. And this episode really spoke to me and I have a lot to say about it. And I don't know if I'm allowed to use this audio. I don't know how that all works. So I'm claiming fair use because I'm going to do a commentary on it. And I will link the episode in the show notes and just go listen to her podcast, Sex with Emily. It's really fun, lighthearted, educational. You learn a lot about sex toys and, um, you know, she takes call-ins and stuff like that. She's also on XM. XFM radio. I don't know. I don't do satellite radio crap, so I have no idea. But yeah, I highly recommend it. Anyways, so let's just take a listen.
1: So anyway, while I was lying in bed this morning, listening to the rain, which we don't get a lot of thunder and lightning and rain, it's just really comforting. And I was reading this article and it kind of pissed me off, to be honest. And it was talking about how men feel more satisfied when their partner gets off in bed, which is great, right? I was like, oh, this is good. Men show, you know, this percentage of men show that they're really excited when their female partners have orgasms. But then I kept reading and said, it's not necessarily that they're happy their partner got off and got pleasure, but because they felt more masculine. They felt more manly. Like, I did that. And that
0: And that is just true. Men are so much their ego, and I think that, I don't know, the world kind of wants to pretend that they're not, but they are, especially when it comes to sex. You know, the, the idea that men give you an orgasm, mm, no. <laughs> Trust me, if men gave orgasms, then women wouldn't have such trouble having them.
1: Just to say that that this article did skew younger. It was like 25-year-old men was the average age. And so then I had another uptick in my heart. I felt better, (laughs) and I thought, oh, well, I believe that men do mature, and women, God knows. We mature over time, and we realize that we really want, we truly want our partners to have happiness and joy and orgasms. But, you know, there's, I've been thinking about this, because we do, I read so many studies, and I've been studying this for a long time, and... After reading that, it made me realize that so many people aren't really caring about female orgasms, including women, in the sense of it's misunderstood because we want them. We desire them, but the way that we go about them can be really confusing to women because we're told that, well, first of all, from like what we learn, very little we learn in sex education. Let's say we learn through porn or movies. We mostly see women having orgasms through penetration. like. Mm-hmm. Like, we're talking about heterosexual sex. Let me do a side note here that there's been so many great studies lately that show that people in same-sex relationships have way more Women, so women who are lesbians, with other women, obviously, they have way more orgasms. Like, they have orgasms off the charts. Yeah, the I charge. think
2: it's like, it's, like it's like 85% of the time they're orgasming.
1: Right. So, so then it goes to show you that women, the good news here is that we can have orgasms. We just want, my job on the planet is to make sure that women... Figure out their own bodies so and what feels good, and they go after their orgasms. They they like realize that it's not necessarily going to come through penetration. And then the other thing I got re-angered, like re-reagitated about this morning was that I kind of had a loss for the younger my younger self in my twenties, which really did think that so- I really believed that something was wrong with me because I wasn't having that orgasm that way, and I thought that's
0: something that I think a lot of girls thought and maybe it's better now because we have the internet and we have things like this and podcasts and youtube videos and all this kind of um resources to educate ourselves if we so choose but i know that that wasn't available in my 20s and you did you saw it on movies and on porn that just penetrative sex and women are having these orgasms all over the place and you aren't and you wonder it's almost like you feel like the sensation that you're supposed to have your vagina doesn't have it like your vagina is numb to the world or something that something is up with you and obviously you don't want to go to the doctor and be like um, something's wrong with my vagina, I'm not having orgasms, you know, and I think that you know that there's something missing, because you can have orgasms yourself when you masturbate, but then during sex, you're not, so you're like, there's a missing piece there, and I don't know what it is.
1: Not that my, like, I was having orgasms during masturbation, but I thought, like, something was broken, that I didn't have an orgasm in a normal way, And so in the normal way, that was the right way. And so, but now I realized in a way it served me because it drove me into this career where I was like, I will have orgasms. I will not fake it. So um, I know there are plenty of people out there who do care about their partner's orgasms. But again, I didn't realize it until later in life. And that's why I always say like, and this goes for men too, your orgasm, your pleasure is your responsibility. And of course, you got to talk about it and work on it with your partner. But here's something for women I, we wanted to share today, and I love these tips because the way we can close the orgasm gap, as it were, we talk a lot about the orgasm gap on this show, which is like a real gap, and that is that, you know, men are more likely to orgasm during sex with men, orgasm, it's like six minutes, oh, seven oh. minutes, and women take like 18 to 22. Right, so there's that gap, and how do we close that gap? So let me, let me go through some specific tips here that might help you out because some of these I'm like, I'm so glad I'm seeing my guy tonight because I'm going to do some of these grinding. Like you forget, even though I know all the tips. So listen to these, you guys. Well, first of all, let me say that.
0: Okay, I just wanted to jump in right here and just mention the fact that this kind of goes to prove that size does not entirely matter because obviously if penetrative sex is not what's causing orgasms then why would the size of the penis matter right just wanted to reiterate that because this a big dick energy that's going around drives me crazy and I was thinking this morning big dicks are like big boobs, you know, they, they symbolize fertility. So they, they visually cue us in onto somebody's fertility, like high testosterone or high estrogen, but really it doesn't matter. You know, yeah, big boobs are going to hold a lot of milk. You know, who cares? Big dicks are going to get closer to the cervix to shoot the sperm, but really... At the end of the day, it doesn't really matter that much. Okay, indifferent.
1: We have to stop faking orgasms. It is sabotaging our sex lives as women. And the reason, I get why we do it. Like, women fake orgasms because we realize, A, we're just not going to get there. It's not going to happen. Pounding away, whatever's ha- going on, we just know. And we just... That's something else. That when
0: men say that they gave you an orgasm, in case you didn't know, boys, just going to say, a lot of a woman's orgasm is comes from her mind. So there's a lot of concentrating that you need to do to be able to get there. And if you can't concentrate, if you're distracted, you're just really in your head, you can't have an orgasm. And a lot of times, like, that's why um, a lot of women will get quiet right before they have their orgasm because they're concentrating really hard on on how it feels instead of as, how does their body look and did they do the laundry and did they pay the water bill, all of these kinds of things. So a lot of it is mental and has nothing to do with you whatsoever. It's not like a dick where you just can stroke it and it's gonna come you know like women really have to be there mentally i almost totally forgot to mention about antidepressants because this also goes to show how the brain is involved here and men can't really give a woman an orgasm i was taking an antidepressant a few years ago and it was really messing with me, but whatever. And I was having sex with my husband and I noticed that I would get just about to orgasm and then nothing would happen. Or just like you're on a roller coaster and you get just to the top, but then you would just get stuck there and never be able to come down. And that was the most weird, frustrating feeling. And it really kind of scared me because I was like, wow, this shit is really fucking with my mind, my brain chemistry, you know? And so the next day I immediately got a hold of my doctor and switched to something else because I wasn't going to be having that. That wasn't cool. But yeah, I just wanted to mention that that can really affect orgasms as well.
1: But more often we do it because we don't want our partners to feel bad that they don't get us there we know what's not going to happen and we know that guys can be oriented towards feeling great when our partners do so they're going to feel bad and then we're gonna have to explain it and then we feel something's wrong with us that we can't like we don't think it's their fault
2: yeah it's kind of it's kind of a crazy thing to be like i'm gonna fake this orgasm to make you feel like you pleased me so that you feel good because then i'll feel good about the fact that you feel good but That's- at the same time i'm like but we're not getting an orgasm right so it's it just—it doesn't make sense, but in the female brain, because most of us do it, like it makes sense for some reason. It makes
1: sense in that moment, right? In that moment, we just—it's like a quick fix, but it's really not. Because I think it's also—it's bad for us, but it's also bad for your partners, because then your partners are thinking, oh. I am the king of the universe. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I just got this. I can't believe how many orgasms she's had. I had a woman on my show years ago. Like, it was one of my first shows. So, like, 14 years ago. And she was like, I have to confess something to Emily. I'm like, what? What? She's like, not only do I fake orgasms, I fake multiple orgasms. So, she got into this thing with a guy she was dating, and she had to fake it three times. (laughs) Each time she had sex. So, How like, it's is like, that? oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> She's like, uh, uh, I'm coming. Wait, here it goes again. And she did it on the air. And I was like, oh my, oh my god. god. And then that
2: guy was just like, I <laughs> am so so good. My penis is magic. Right, exactly. <laughs> That's terrible. It is terrible.
1: Can you imagine what, what a pickle she got herself into? So, um, the wrong pickle. The wrong pickles. She had the wrong pickles. Too many pickles. I don't know. But, but like I think that my point here is let's rethink <laughs> so many pickles, so Sorry. little time. Oh, we are having way too much fun here today. Maybe it's the rain. I don't know. So I think changing the way that you think that you're supposed to orgasm with your partner is going to help you make it happen more often. And we did talk, I loved yesterday's show, if you guys missed it, it'll be on the app about the myths that we talked a lot about myths and this was one of the top myths that this is how sex is going to happen, it should just happen this way. But I realized like we told you a bunch of myths but now I'm going to give you some tips to get those orgasms and don't worry guys, this is going to benefit you too, I promise. So this is more about using a penis. And your pelvis, as a woman, as, as a pleasure tool in his pelvis. So it's rubbing and stimulating your clitoris with and against his appendage. Mm. Appendage. I'd rather just say penis. But his appendage. <laughs> um, okay. So, and this is not selfish at all. I mean, actually, I would love guys, you know, call in with any of your comments on this and any of your questions, Triple eight nine four seven eight two seven seven. but... I'm going to go out on a limb here and say that your partner, let's say if you're with a guy, he's going to be psyched that you get off. And so we're going to teach you how to take it, So, how to get that orgasm. So first of all, think about what you actually need. And you might not even know yet what kind of position you need. Like, but there's certain like, – so try it out. There's certain positions, techniques, there's certain pressures and paces and headspace that you need to be in to get that orgasm. So you got to be proactive. You got to like go after it. So like, how do I put pressure on my clitoris? Like how do I do what I, how do I move in a way that I need to to have an orgasm? And hopefully you have a partner. I'm not saying this is like on the down low, like you're not telling them. Like I thought you're doing it. Yeah, like you're not like I'm going to use your penis secretly as my own private dildo <laughs> appendage. Like super appendage. No, we're not saying that. We're saying like actually it's great if you have a partner, you can talk, you know, to this you can talk to them about this but think about this instead of him penetrating uses penis as a masturbatory masturbatory tool
0: I just want to jump in here and say that that is the key for women to really take the time to move around different and see what feels good for you because the traditional just pounding away usually is not gonna work out great for him not so much for you. When I first did this was somebody that I was with who was very small. And that's why I had to do it is because up until that point, I had been with people who are either an average size or very large. And so that's what I was used to. And then, so the first time that I had sex with this guy who we're calling Dick, by the way, because he's a dick. Um, I was on top and I was like oh my god because you couldn't go up and down in the regular way that you would because he would fall out because it was small so I was like oh my gosh I'm thinking in my head right like how how do I do this how is this gonna work how is this gonna even feel good what what is even happening but So I just started moving around in different ways. And then I realized, wait, when I get at this angle, this feels really good. And if I move like this, this feels really good. Okay. So I started doing that and I had five or six orgasms that night. Never had that happen before. Like that night changed my life sexually, like affected me for the rest of forever in how I have sex or how I like to have sex so it really is just about finding what feels good for you and men have to get it out of their heads as well that there's nothing wrong with us because we're not moving how the porn stars move okay the porn stars are moving in a way that is aesthetically pleasing to the camera to get a good shot it's not what feels good to them I don't know why men don't understand that porn is fake but they're simple people but you know it's fake and that's not how it works and if we had proper sex education this wouldn't be an issue but alas anyways back to sex with Emily
1: if you're on top use lots of lube you should always use so much lube I haven't mentioned lube yet today, so use lots of lube.
2: I know. It's been 10 minutes. It's no been Lube's 10 off? minutes. and Oh, has it
1: been 10 minutes already. Look at the time <laughs> flies when you haven't talked about lube. So use lots of lube and um, sliding up and down, letting it rub against your clitoris when you're on top so you don't have to even do penetration. So you could just rub your clitoris back and forth.
2: Oh, okay. So you're saying that, like, the, you, the, the woman, she's sitting on top of the penis, but the penis is not inside of exactly. her.
1: Exactly. Oh, okay. So you're still getting that clitoral stimulation with lube because that's going to help you even get more lubricated. And even if you're lubricated, it's going to keep you there. And you're rubbing, yeah, you're, you're letting it rub against your clitoris. So if he's on top, see, I like this one because for me, this is a lot of ways I learned to orgasm. If he's on top, for many women, keeping their legs squeezed tightly shut well, you're, well you're, like, your legs are closed, you're on the bottom, and he's rubbing his pre-lubed penis on top of you. So he's still entering, I love this pre-lubed penis, um, <laughs> between your legs and your vulva grazing the clitoris. So there's no penetration with those techniques, if that makes sense. So you're just using it. It's your toy. It's your thing. And then...
0: This is also great for people who have vaginal pain and can't have vaginal intercourse. This is an alternative.
1: We also talk about um, you could penetrate in stages. So a big theme here that we talk about often is that sex isn't linear. It shouldn't just be one thing. And it's probably not the way you've always been having sex. So this is about using controlled thrusts that allow for a deeper penetration of the G-spot. So the G-spot is that internal orgasm that you can have. So I think, again, this is how I used to think you have sex, I don't, you know, probably in porn or however I saw it, is that when I was on top, I was supposed to keep going up and down. You know how you see him bouncing up and down and rubbing back and forth and back and forth? This is more about, which makes total sense, you jump on top, put the head of his penis inside of you, you stop, And then in a smooth motion, you slide to the bottom of the shaft. So you're sliding back. Mm. So you put it in, and then you're on top, and you slide. And then you slowly Mm. pull pull up again. Does this make sense? Yeah. I often don't talk about positions a lot because I feel like it can be – I mean, I do. But I feel like it can be confusing for people. But what I'm saying is so you're on top, you're sliding forward, and then you stay there for 10 seconds while you're grinding, but you are pumping your kegel muscles. Yes. So that is a key – factor for women we talk a lot about doing your kegels to have you know i have an iphone app called kegel camp that's how fiercely important i think they are to remind you to do them so you squeeze those muscles it's those pee stopping muscles when you stop and start the flow of urine so that's what they are and you squeeze it around his shaft when you're on top just the head of the penis slide back down squeeze slide back up so it's a
0: i think that that is really good advice because i think that that is also the advantage of a smaller penis Gotta love it when your audio cuts out on you while you're ranting about G spots and Kegel muscles. Um anyways, what I was saying was that uh the advantage of a smaller penis is that there is more the advantage of a smaller penis is that there's more focus. On or there's more room for you to squeeze your muscles. Uh, You know, a big penis just going in and out is just bypassing your G-spot when a shorter one is going to be more likely to hit up against it. And the less girth there is, the more room you have to squeeze, the more of a contraction you can make. A a thicker penis is not going to give you that much grip, I guess you could say. Because the more you can squeeze, the more sensation you're going to feel. So squeezing tight or pushing out really helps add sensation. And sorry, but the smaller the penis, the more sensation you're going to get from that. But um, pushing out, that's how I first squirted and and knew that that could even happen because I was pushing out with this guy to create more of instance of a sensation and uh and by pushing out poof i squirted surprise you know um so yeah just muscles are key using your muscles
1: why this works is because the g-spot doesn't necessarily get stimulated by a thrusting fast in and out Mm-mm. it's more of a deeper so by like slowing down your sex and using your kegel muscles like while you're on top and squeezing squeezing at the top squeezing at the bottom it feels great for the guy feels great for you i'm taking mental notes are you does this right right no
2: i mean i wish you could see her like hand I'm, like, movements like, literally are like perfectly doing, doing
1: it this is when we should have the Instagram live. We had one last night, you guys. It's at Sex With Emily. I think it's still up if you want to check it out. But we will be doing that more often. So, um, and then there's the um, holding. Okay, so another thing is if you want to hold your partner's bottom. So let's say he's on top of you. Because I love missionary. I got to be honest. Missionary gets a bad rap for being boring and stuff. But if he's. And I don't think it is because there's so many variations. Like we were talking, put a pillow under your butt to lift Mm -hmm. you up. There's different angles. There's different motions. There's different pressures. But when he's on top of you, you can grab his butt and pull him close to you. Like pull him closer into you because what we're talking about is getting more of that clitoral pressure that we all
0: Also, if you do that and pull him into you, but at the same time, raise your butt up and press into him. So your pelvis is kind of pressed together. That also creates more attention on the clit.
1: Like pull him closer into you because what we're talking about is getting more of that clitoral pressure that we all need for orgasm. We require it. And that's why we're not having the orgasms oftentimes during intercourse. Why only 20 to 30% of women do. So these are all positions to get that clitoral stimulation. I don't think I
2: touched my clitoris for the first four years of having sex, to be completely honest. Never
1: touched it. And did you have orgasms?
2: No. So there you go.
1: And then you figure (laughs) right. Because we didn't, who tells us? We just thought it was a magical penis and vagina and then fireworks.
2: No, exactly. And I was having good sex. Like I always enjoyed penetration. I just didn't. I just—I think I fooled myself. I'm like, yeah, I'm orgasming. I'm—I'm I'm, I'm doing it. Right. But I—I I wasn't really
1: until I felt one, and I was like, oh. oh, oh, I get it. Hello, orgasm. Yeah. And then there's the um, climaxing. You know, when you want to climax, when he's inside of you, it's really about um, if you want that. Have your partner get you out first so it's lots of oral, it's using your toys, using your fingers, and maybe you already women already have an orgasm, or they're about to have an orgasm, and then penetrate. Mm-hmm. So again, it comes back to foreplay, and the cl- it all comes back to the clitoris, because I'm going to be honest here, sometimes I want to rename the G-spot, like the small C-spot or something, because mm-hmm. it's connect. a lot of it is connected and nerve-ending. So a lot of women who might think they're having an internal, it could just be because there's the nerve endings inside clitoris 2.0 clitoris Clitoris 2.0 thank you that's a good one so lots of lube lots of clitoris lots of fun things and a vibrator
0: i hope that that was helpful for everybody men and women because i just think that that episode was really just really good and really informative and i think that um i just the message that what the sex you see in porn and on tv is not representative of how sex should be going down and that we really need to be teaching pleasure in sex education and how that pleasure is how we get there because women don't know their own bodies and men don't know women's bodies and it's just it's like we're just having sex in the dark, so to speak. It's, it's ridiculous. It's unnecessary for us to be. I feel like women just waste their 20s just being masturbatory AIDS for men. You know, we get very little out of it. Maybe some oral here and there. But really, we don't know what's going on. They don't know what's going on. It's not their fault. You know, it's, I think, you know, the way we're educated and we really need to change it. So anyways, go check out Emily's show. She's just, seems very, very sweet, and just, you learn a lot. Okay, so I think that that's it for this episode. I did want to go in more detail about Dick and his penis, and just penises in general, and what I've learned from the but I'm gonna save that for our next episode. So next episode is gonna be the dick episode and it's gonna be um a little bit about that guy. Don't wanna give him too much attention because he's on my shit list right now. Um, but I also just wanna talk about cock worship and you know, the differences and what they mean for me as a woman and Also, about circumcision. So, I just kind of want to just focus on that for a whole nother episode and just keep this one more orgasm related. Uh, I don't think I'm going to dive into my DMs today because most of the stuff in there that I've seen so far is not necessarily questions, are relevant questions, anyways. They're more dumb questions like, Are you single? Do you want to chat? Stuff like that. So editing here, and I just wanted to answer a few thing, a few questions here. So let me find it. Hold, please. Okay. So someone asked me the best sex I ever had. See the best sex, or what made it the best? And basically, I explained that in this episode when I was talking about <clears throat> that first night with the small, with the small penis person um, was one of the best. Most of the oh gosh probably say the best sex times were with him, but just because it was always about me, my pleasure me feeling good like and I felt comfortable with him to kind of do what I wanted to do I think that up until then I was sex was just very focused on the guy and what I thought he wanted me to do and so switching that over to worry about myself was really liberating and yeah just changed the way i think about sex and then they said uh what would one find in your search history so i don't know if he's replying to when i said the quickest way to a man's truth is through his computer or about the dan savage episode where uh the guy was, the girlfriend caught the guy masturbating to pictures of his ex-girlfriend on social media. So I'm not sure which one he's talking about, but I'm going to cover both of those. First of all, my search history, you'd find all sorts of things in my search history. Trust me. Like, I mean, I'm constantly researching sex, so there's some interesting shit in there for sure. Um, but as far as like the ex thing, because then after I posted that, I listened to the episode of Sa- the Savage Love cast where Dan Savage actually replied to this lady's question about her ex masturbating to his or to her uh, about her boyfriend masturbating to his exes. And he was talking about, you know, either people think about the past, the pre- was it him? I, wonder, I mean, listen to so many sex podcasts. I'm getting them all mixed up. It was either him or Sex with Emily was talking about. They either masturbate to stuff that happened in the past, like the spank bank or the future. And like, what do you think when you masturbate? Who do you think about when you masturbate? And then I was thinking, who, what do I think about when I masturbate? Who do I think about? I don't think of any person. Probably have here and there, but I never think of a celebrity or any of my exes. That's just so strange. i rather masturbate thinking about a stranger, but usually I don't think about anybody. I just think about how it feels. I just concentrate on the feeling, the sensation. I don't really think of scenarios or people unless I was like watching porn or something. So I I wonder if that's weird. I don't know, but yeah, that's the answer to that question. I also got this question that I did not reply to, and let me reiterate here. I am not a doctor, a psychiatrist, a therapist, none of that. I think I know everything, but I have no degree to back that up. So this person sent in something that really um, was interesting. Let me find it. Okay, here it is. Okay. So he says, and I'm not going to say who he is. I will never say who you are if you send me something. Okay. So um, he says, not sure why I stopped by your page to tell you this. Maybe because, and this guy could totally be trolling me, I have no idea, but anyways. Maybe because you're well-educated about sexuality, chemistry, and aspects. And I'd finally f- find someone who doesn't judge me and just respect my wishes. My mother lost her confidence after she was a head of accounting with IRS and, and such a happy person. I... She was under so much mental abuse from my dad and lost confidence fully in herself. And to it, he cheated on her more than once. I'm going to tell you a secret, and I don't know why the hell I'm saying it, but maybe really I just don't like to hide it. I care for my mom so much as my mother, but her confidence and sexiness, I care for it on another level. Because me and her have a secret relationship, Not only physically, but deeply emotional. Been for a couple of years. I don't know how and why. Found ourselves in this place and too hard to leave it. Me and my wife are in an open relationship until we want to finally commit with someone else. I don't really understand what that means, but we are... Hoping for mom's divorce since we can't make documents or share it widely public. We want to make a small wedding with close circle of friends and be together forever. That's me. I'm 35. My mom's 54. Okay, so obviously you can see why I would not want to respond to that because that's Not that I'm judging it or think that it's creepy. I mean, I do think it's creepy, but at the same time, like, whatever you want to do, dude, do. But where I kind of like to filter things is we're made. Well, I mean, we're made to have this sexual drive to be able to reproduce that is the purpose of our life is to you know eat sleep and have sex that's what we're supposed to be doing and there are certain and there are certain things that come into play to keep us from wanting to reproduce with family members because it's not good for our gene pool to propagate the species it it's bad for us as a species to do that. So there are certain biological things in place to keep us from doing that. Um, smells, for example. Um, women are oftentimes put off by the smell of their father, etc. So I think that there's something amiss there that is not psychologically okay. Okay. There is this thing, which I'm not positive if that's what's going on here, but there is a thing called enmeshment where parents put their children in the space of their spouse. And I think that that's what's going on right there. Uh, I would definitely, definitely recommend that this person go to therapy. The mother as well. So much. You know, they're not going to... Yeah, they might judge you inside their head but they're not gonna say anything mean to you and they're gonna help work that out because i think that there's something very just psychologically wrong with it you know there's something's up i can't even imagine wanting to i have a stepson i don't even have a natural born child son and i still wouldn't couldn't see that happening You know, there's a reason that that feeling is there. It's the same reason as, like, it's kind of weird for um, parents and children to talk to each other about sex. Some of that's cultural, yes, but I think some of it is also just weird on a biological basis, you know? Um, So, yeah, I just wanted to read that because I thought it it was really interesting. And I hope that that person is listening and that they do uh, seek some therapy because it's definitely not a healthy thing for sure. And I think that you would be, I'm sure you love your mom. And I think you would be doing her justice by getting her um, some help because I, you know, something's going on with her that she needs to get fixed. That's the best I can say about that. That's just, that's way beyond my scope. Okay. So if anybody has any questions that are a little less um intense, I mean, send me what you want. But if you want to send me a question, because I can't. I would love to just talk to everybody, but it's gotten to the point now where I can't because people want to have full on conversations and I can't have full on conversations with 50 people at a time. It just isn't going to work. So if you put just, hey, I have a question. That way I can see it right away, and then I'll open it all that way. Other than that, I'm not going to, because I'm not, it's not tender, dude. I'm not here to look for a date. I'm not here to hook up, especially because, you know, I, I do label myself as a cougar, but then I have these young guys, like, messaging me like I need young dick. I don't need young dick. It's everywhere, okay? Everywhere people throwing it at you. Okay. It's not needed. I'll ask for it if I want it, but just calm down. It's getting overwhelming. (laughs) No, but I I did have another guy send me a request for, uh, what was I even calling it? I was going to say judge his penis. Evaluate it. I don't know. Grade it, which is fine, but put that right in the, um, Write in your first message so I can see what you're up to and that you're not wasting my time. Um, I will still do that. I, I find that entertaining to do, actually. So if you want to send me your dick pics for judgment, go right ahead. But just let me know that that's what you're doing. If I do get an interesting question in between now and when I finish editing, then I will include it. Also, I am going to start writing more and just because I want to practice it and I want to just do more just sexual commentary because I do think that I have a unique view that other people don't have on a lot of things. So basically, this is just me practicing that and playing around with that and playing around with ideas. Um so to do that i'm just going to be re-watching sex in the city every single episode and giving my commentary on the situations that are presented in the episodes um what carrie's investigating and what she does and what the show kind of tries to portray so if you're not interested in that like i know a lot of guys probably aren't which you should be because that's how you're gonna get the ladies is to understand how they think but whatever um that will be on my blog if you're interested if you're not fuck off i don't know um also just a reminder to rate and review the podcast on itunes subscribe to it do all the things that you can do You can go support me on Patreon, but now there's scandal with Patreon. I don't even know what's gonna happen with that. Um, Still, dollar a month. I might um, have a different thing, I don't know. I don't know what I'm gonna do. I'm just playing around with some stuff, trying some things out, we'll see. We're just waiting for this year to start clipping along so I can get my equipment and get things rolling on a more professional level also i think i'm gonna do a youtube video i don't know tell me what you guys think about that it's kind of a lot of work (laughs) but anyway um yeah okay i'll shut up now all right bye